Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 33 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, special edition, special Friday edition, and uh, you guys are not going to be disappointed. I'm Christian Piles, your host, uh, joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie Small's on the line, but we got someone else on the line. Um, let's welcome Cade Olivas, number one ranked freshman in the country, number one at 106 pounds. Cade, Willie, how are things going? Hey, how you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for coming on. This is great. Yeah, pumped to have you on, Cade. Um, first things first, uh, you're, you're going to Cuba next week, correct? Uh, tell tell us a little bit about that. What are you wrestling down there? Uh, well, I leave Sunday, and uh, I'll be competing in uh, Junior Pan Am. I'll be wrestling both Freestyle and Greco. I'm excited to get out there and uh, compete. Yeah, you uh Word on the streets is you got a little bigger since since you want to stay title at 106 pounds. Uh, what wait will you be wrestling in Cuba? Um, well, I'm, I've been walking around about 131, and uh, I'll be competing at uh, 121, which is 55 kilos. Nice, nice. So, and you're you're still um, you're still a Fila cadet, right? Yes, uh, they're so, wrestling us up because of you know the juniors going to the U.S. Open, so right. Right. Um, what I'm getting at is you you already made two world teams the last two years and, and looking to make a third one this year. Will you be in that uh, 54 kilogram? You're thinking for yes. Akron? Yeah. Yes. Very good. Very good. Look forward to seeing you there. So um, let's cut to the chase. You've got a big announcement. Um, and, you know, we're in this – we're in this epoch of early commitments, and um, you, you're roundly regarded as the greatest youth wrestler ever. And you're only one year in your high school career, two world teams, undefeated in one of the toughest states in the, in, in the country. Um, and you're in a unique position where even as a high school freshman, 
there's not many people that can say this, but you you can pick the school that you go to. Um, so why is the why is now the right time to pull the trigger on this and make a college decision? Well, um, I think when you've been doing this as long as I have, you know what you want. And mm -hmm. there comes a point when you really have to stop looking around the corner. Because for me, everything I want has already been presented to me. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's why I feel it's the right time to make a decision. Well, this uh, making your decision now, will it um, relieve any any pressure or expectation? Or is, is just... Uh, it's just that, you know, you want to, you want to just have it done. You're so confident in the pick, in the choice of school that it doesn't matter because it's not going to change. I mean, definitely relieve some some stress or whatever. But I'm just I'm confident in my pick and my decision, and I feel like it's going to be a great fit for me, and uh, everything that's going to go with it is definitely going to benefit me. Mm hmm. All right. We'll stop teasing uh, all the listeners and give them what they want. Cade Olivas, where will you be wrestling in college? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I always thought I'd be attending college back east somewhere. But with the recent opportunities, uh, I've decided I'll stay out west and attend Arizona, Arizona State University. Wow. wow. Wow, congratulations. Big things happening out there. Christian, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, thoughts are, um, man, the, the momentum in Arizona State's direction just continues to grow and grow. And it's only been really a year that Zeke's been out there. And just already the changes that have gone on there, the both the, the guys they brought out there at senior level, the overhaul with the coaching staff, the tremendous um, recruiting class that they have coming in. And now uh, they're starting to build another one. K Cade's going to be a huge piece for that. Um, obviously, you're, you're following – uh, the Valencia brothers, guys, you've been with uh, for a long time. How much of that was, um, I guess, a factor in this decision, Cade? Well, that was a great, uh, big, big factor because I mean I've been with them my whole life, and uh, I mean we've grown so close together, and it's hard to be away from those guys. And seeing those guys going to Arizona State University, and I mean I just I felt that I'd be more most comfortable there with them. You um. You, you talked about you you know exactly what you want. You know the goals you have. Um, obviously, you're going to have big high school goals, big college goals. Um, but talk about the freestyle scene out there at Arizona State um, and why maybe that. Was that an attractive feature for you, being out there with Sunkissed Kids? Exactly. I mean, uh, it's an honor and a blessing to wrestle for uh, the best wrestling club in the world, Sunkissed Kids. I mean, they have so much. They're giving me so many opportunities and uh, – helping me out tons and i appreciate that and uh they're they're definitely going to get me to the next level there with uh coach jones and coach pritz and i'm excited to be out there yeah and, uh, continue my wrestling career and i'm sure they're excited to have you uh, so obviously there's two pieces one you're, you're going to be wrestling there but you, you, you selected this as a school talk about uh the academic programs you may be interested or, or how the academics at Arizona State were, were a selling point for you? Well, I went to ASU on an unofficial and visited the Barrett Honors College, which, I mean, I considered a mini Harvard. And uh, that was a major selling point for me. Uh, as far as my, my major, I'll be working on probably business finance and uh, anything else along the lines of business. Excellent, man. That sounds, that sounds great.
Um, all right, Kate, certainly big things ahead for the Sun Devils and yourself, and I'm sure everybody out west is is really pumped to see um, a West Coast talent stay West Coast. Uh, uh, but in the more near future, um, what else do you have going on after Cuba? Um, well, definitely look forward to seeing me at a few cadet world trials and right. hopefully cadet worlds. Mm-hmm. Yep, but, that would be your third trip as a as a cadet world team member. I don't know if anybody has ever even done that, but um, I'm, uh, amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you, Cade, you're you're a freshman in high school. How many overseas trips have you have you done already in wrestling? Because I think that's a uh, tremendous experience for you. Yeah, I think I've done about uh, three or four. Wow. Yeah, it's great to get out there and uh, see what else the rest of the world has to uh, present to you and all the different, you know, kind of styles. It's It's been a great learning experience for me, and uh, I'm ready to get out there again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Cade, I uh, really appreciate you you coming on. Uh, couldn't be more excited for you and, and the Sun Devils, and I'm sure it's going to be a great choice for you. And we wish you luck uh, headed to Cuba, and we'll we'll see you down the road. We'll be in Akron, so we'll see you there. Have safe travels, and uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I just thank you guys for bringing me on the show and uh, announce my college commitment. All right, congrats, Cade Levis. Thanks so much, and we'll, we'll see you soon, bud. Thanks, Kate. Right, see ya. I appreciate right. that. Thank you, guys. Yep, see ya. So there you have it. Um, y you could say that the rich are getting richer. I don't know if that's fair here, but, uh, man, there's a lot of momentum going in Arizona State's direction. Um, was this kind of a foregone conclusion, Willie, or, or do you think Cade um, you know, was seriously considering other schools? Well, you know uh... – I'm not. A, I'm not entirely sure. Um, so much has changed in Tempe in the last twelve months, sixteen months, whatever it's been. Um, I don't think that um, it certainly. It certainly wouldn't have been done this early had Zeke Jones never gone there. No way. Um, I, I think you know we could have asked him. We we could have asked him, but. Uh, it, it, you know, when you ask a freshman um, what their school list is, I mean, I guess it would have been interesting. I should have done that. <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, freshman school lists change a lot over the course of three or four years, and, and it probably changed a lot since he was in eighth grade uh, because of the Zeke Jones situation. But um, as uh, what I was told uh, early on, it's kind of pathetic that I ask what eighth graders' college lists are, but um, – <laughs> I was told that he would be East Coast and, and an academic, you know. Oh wow! So like maybe think of Cornell or uh, something like that. Yeah, even I mean, Ivy. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, that's what I, that's what I was told. So, uh, uh, but I was also told that he was, Cade was very um, emphatic about about the Honors College, uh, Arizona State. So. Um, you know, he he just Cade just got an award uh, yesterday or two days ago for a four point oh. Wow. You know, or, so I mean, that's Dude, the kind of he seems like a really smart kid. I mean, oh, coming yeah. across smart. So man, bright bright future. I mean, this kid, he is nasty on the wrestling mat. I, man, he's already up at at one twenty one. 
Um, mm -hmm. Could That's we? Why I th hey, I think hey, it's funny. I want to see. Is he getting up there towards Spencer Lee's weight now? Is that a potential matchup oh, yeah. we could see? Oh my gosh! Well, you know. Now are they going to be going? Are they going to go at the same way? There's speculation there. You know, I think Spencer's small, man. People don't want to admit it. Like uh, some people, are like ah, oh, he's you know he's not really that small, but he really is small. Well, small for what? For what? He's small. Well, for he like wrestled. He wrestled 120 all year. Right, and he's like a. 15, 13 pounder, right? Right. It's, but the feel of weights are, you know, 110 and a half or something like that. So he has to make a decision between 110 and one, 119, 120, right? Uh, so last I, I talked to Spencer Lee's father, and it, he said he's trying to gain weight. And it looks like they're, they'll go 120, but it's it's – Oh, my gosh. It's not carved in stone. So, I mean, um, we could see Spencer and Cade clash there, or we could see Spencer neither. Uh, we could see Spencer at, at the 50 kilograms. So nothing nothing would um, surprise me either way. But, you know, if you go uh, if you go 54, you're going to have a lot of hammers there. It's, you know, Yanni and, and uh, Fix and G-Feller, they're all – well, G-Feller would be there, but Yanni and Fix are just – What about Suriano? Suriano's too old. Too old. He's a junior uh, now. I'm almost positive. Actually, don't don't quote, <laughs> don't, you. don't quote me on that. I think Suriano's too old. But uh, Yanni and Fix are deciding between 54 and 58 kilograms. So that, wow. that's another side. But anyway, um, yeah, that it, Akron will be will be interesting for sure. Um, Christian, what do you make of uh, ASU building? Uh, I, I think, I mean, what I make of it, it, it first of all, the whole picture, it's it's exciting for me that, you know, to see another, you know, when Kale went to Penn State, it was, you know, okay, I thought it was great to have another power, and now we're going to have a, a power out west. I love that. I, I think geographical symmetry is, is good for the sport, and the fact that, you know, the East Coast and Midwest so dominate the sport, I don't think that's a good thing. So I, even though I'm an East Coast guy, I'm excited to see a, a program from real, really the bottom of the heap, even though Arizona State was always a, a quality brand and had a great history. It was at the bottom of the heap, and to see it rise to this level, and, you know, I saw— And fast. Oh, so fast. I mean, immediate. And I feel like—all right, so Zeke, Zeke Jones was a, was a college coach before, right? He, he was at Penn. He was at, uh, I think, West Virginia as well, right, Willie? So it's like— I feel like he really, really built. Um, you know, he was a good coach always, but now with the with the Olympic experience in that, I think that was that's been so big. The fact that he was the head coach for for USA Wrestling and, and the success we had at the Olympics, um, uh, I think that's a big piece yeah, of this as I, well. And so, so you got, you know, the Valencias, where if you get one of those guys, one of those uh, of that quality, it's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we're seeing t guys that win titles. That's what wins you the team title. It's not having six guys placing fifth. Okay, you got to have guys that are just high end. So they got two that are just uh, you know nothing's guaranteed. But you got the two Valencias. You got Bennick. You got Tanner Hall, who I think is going to be excellent, and Maruka mm -hmm. Shields. Uh, it's just is this the greatest recruiting class on paper? Obviously. 
you know, some people say, well, you can't judge a recruiting class until after they graduate, which I think is actually wrong. I don't actually agree with that. You judge the recruiting class because you can't wait. What did you say? You can't judge a recruiting class. What? So, so everyone says like, um, well, this class can't be judged. This Valencia, et cetera, ca- class can't be judged. Why can't it be judged? It absolutely can. That's my that's my point. It's like, um, it, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Well, it's like, well, injuries happen, things happen, but at the time, um, th- this is the best on paper I've ever seen. Okay, I've mm-hmm. never seen anything like this, Willie. Mm-hmm. It, you are the recruiting expert. What's what's uh, comparable here? Uh, I've been doing it for I don't know six years. Um, let me let me see. I like uh okay. So the number one recruiting class of 2010 was I first of all. Let me say this right when my senior rankings came out uh, a couple days ago, and I was looking back, and people on social media were like, well, "Let's see how you the 2010 did and stuff like that." Right? There's listen. It's gonna when you look back at recruiting classes, they're always gonna look bad, because ha, because ha, the attrition rate is terrible. Half of them don't pan out. Half of them flame out. And, and I mean, you how have, do you know that? And this is not I'm not throwing shade here, but Andrew Campolitano was incredible in high school. You just don't you don't know what's gonna right. happen. You can't you can't. How project, are you supposed to know that? You can't project that. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> it right. doesn't mean you shouldn't project. Okay, so let me just say that. So the number, my number one recruiting class in 2010 was Iowa with Jeva Balweg, Kelly, Nick Moore, Mike Evans, Bobby Telford, and Anthony Baldessaro. Okay, so uh, that was – and so when you look back at these classes, um, what you have to remember is – don't it's it's so difficult to look back at recruiting classes and say um what what your mindset was about these guys at the time all what your perspective is what they ended up being and you're like how can that be the number one class right well at the time they were amazing right jeva was number one ballweg was three nick moore was two mike evans was one bobby telford was two behind mike mcmullen so that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> five guys that are top three in their weight class. Um, so pretty, pretty darn good class. Uh, but how does how does it stack up with this class, uh, or how does this class stack up historically? I mean, I think it's probably the best ever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you have the Valencias, and the Valencias are beyond number one and number two type like you know yeah they're not they're they're not your typical they're like there's there's number ones in the country and then there's these huge giant prospects like the valencias right exactly right and that's how i view those i mean they've been college ready uh you could say for a while now not just this year they've been uh i mean we saw what valencia did to imar um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Like he teched you know, him twice. I'm now I, I want to see that the... rematch in the worst kind of way. I don't know if we ever will, but uh, uh, we, I, what, what do you mean? Imar, uh, Imar Valencia. Oh, is Imar? Is Imar? Imar's a senior now, huh? He's yeah. In the senior division? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, eventually we will see it, but right now sure. Anthony's a junior for a little bit. So, um, and Imar certainly certainly improved from that time. I mean, he was. He was a completely different wrestler by the time NCAAs. And actually, Imar, I think, cited that as kind of like 
a turning point. Like he and Perry had this like heart to heart or, or Perry basically like laid into him and like that was kind of a turning point and imar has been laying waste ever since. So um mm-hmm. love to see that match again. But but anyways th- So yeah, I mean it's an incredible class. I mean Tanner Hall is gonna be really good. You know, Lance Bennick's gonna be really good. The two Valencias. Shields well, Mur- you know, you can you can take the pound for pound with what it is, you know can throw it out the window if you think that it's hogwash. But listen, they got three wrestlers in the pound for pound, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Valencia, Valencia, a Benick. They have Tanner Hall, who is a fine, fine heavyweight prospect. Beat, beat Kyle Snyder yeah. once or twice. Uh, um, and they got Josh Shields, who's going to be a hammer. I mean, Josh Shields is going to be productive in college. Um, and, and Josh Maruka. Uh, so they got a lot of pieces coming. You know what was you know what was interesting, and I told Zeke this at the World Cup. Is that so? Every May uh, or April ish, I get done with the senior big board, and then I contact all the juniors, right, so that I can build out their profiles, and I say, what what colleges? Are you looking at so all the top juniors in the country? I mean, I go through 100, 125 kids. I hit them up. Hey, what uh, what colleges are you looking at? I'm building out your profile. And if you look on on uh, the flow um, insider profiles right now, you'll see you'll see their college list for most of the seniors. So last year, when Zeke got hired, and I was hitting these kids up, like it's like Zeke gets hired, right? And I don't know, a month later, two weeks later, I don't, I don't know how long it was. Uh, it was quick. And I start going to these guys, these, these high school, these top juniors, and I'm like, what's your college list? And Arizona State popped up on a ridiculous proportion of their, of their responses. And I'm like, man, I knew, I knew Zeke and Arizona State would gain traction, but I didn't think it would be this immediate. Like, everybody was listing Arizona State. All of us, like, just because of Zeke, man. It's incredible. It was insane. And, uh, you know, they're they're obviously doing things right, and they have a lot going for them. You know know, know who's fundamental, man? Uh, Lee Pritz. Yeah. Lee Pritz works the trail, man. He's on top of things. That guy's a worker. No question. I spent when I was out there for the world team camp. That guy, he is on his phone a lot. He's making stuff happen. So, um, hey, let's talk about the, the early verbals. A lot of people, um, some like, some don't like. What what do you, what do you think? What do you make of the early verbal? He's a freshman. He's already committed, made this choice. Um, you know, what, where's the harm? Where's the good? What where do you where do you fall for for early verbals? Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like him. Uh, and they say, um, what's the point? Things change. You know, uh, for instance, I don't know. Let's say wrestler X, wrestler X verbals to a university. Uh, well, there's as, a pretty recent example with Marinelli, right? He verbal. Well, what, what, what do you uh, mean? You mean, yeah, you know, switching, sh- switching decisions, yeah, switching your decision. If that's what you're looking well, for. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can always switch a decision. You can just, just switch a decision after you sign if you want to sit out. I mean, you can always change your mind. But I'm saying 
I guess I guess I'm looking at it from when you're asking me when you're asking me what's the point of an early verbal. I'm saying what's the point of an early verbal to um, the athlete from an athlete's perspective, because from a coach's perspective, yeah, they'll take it all day long. What what is the negative of a early verbal? There there might be one or two little little negatives to an early verbal from a coach's perspective. Hey, you want to you want a verbal to us? Great, makes us look great. Makes us we have a commitment, and there's nothing binding on the coach's side. Right. So so that's that's what's that's what some detractors to early verbals from the wrestlers' perspective. That's what they that's what they use as ammo. Is like why if you're a sophomore why make an early verbal because there's nothing binding there's no dollar amount or percentage amount associated to a verbal right so if i'm the number three guy in the country at 140 pounds as a sophomore or or, or whatever it's 126 as a sophomore and uh the whole country loves you and say like, man this kid's gonna be really good and and i'm the head coach of i don't know ohio state uh What's why would I not want him to verbal from a from a from an athlete's perspective? Um, why why would you do that? Uh, because listen, if you get if you get worse, if your stock falls, guess what's falling? Guess what's falling? The percentage of money that you're gonna get, right? Right. So some people say there's nothing good. From the athlete's side, I mean, but I don't agree with that. I mean, if here's the thing: if you take care of your business and if you continue to excel and if you continue to put in the hard work, then well, it's all it's all great. I mean, your stock is fluctuating regardless of whether you've committed it or not. I mean, if if let's say K doesn't commit and then all of a sudden you know he starts losing, he doesn't win states, he loses. I mean, you know, his stock is falling even if he hadn't committed. So it doesn't make a difference whether he's committed to a team because there's nothing binding going on regardless anyway. So your stocks right. your stocks changing whether you've made a verbal commitment or not. It doesn't doesn't impact it at all. Yeah, I, uh, I don't mind it personally. It's it's never. I, I like. Me. I, think I mean, I think it's a great thing. Um, I now I I think it's a great thing. This is coming from the perspective of a media guy, right? I love it. I love doing this. I think it's it gives news. It makes stories. It's it's a good story. Um, anything recruiting, I I eat up. I I love the fact that Cade Levis, his college decisions out of the way. Um, now, I do not think it's an imperative. There's guys on the freshman and sophomore big board that aren't committed. That's frankly, some people are like, well, I wonder when he's going to commit because all these all these young guys are committing, um, and he is one of the top guys. And uh, you know, now if you don't commit early, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I, I mean, maybe it's in your situation, it's smart. You know, uh, take all your ver- take all your visits if you want. Um, li- see how the landscape changes. Uh, this coach might be. Um, retiring next year that you're looking the school that you're looking at uh, maybe somebody does I mean hey look at look at Tony Ursland at Purdue or look mm-hmm. at 
you know, all of a sudden, you were thinking about Purdue, but you didn't really like their coaching situation. All of a sudden, uh, Tony Ursland gets hired, and the whole team sort of, you know, they perform much better than they were before. Now you're really giving a good hard look at Purdue. So uh, what I'm saying is situations change. So maybe you do want to wait for a little while. Uh, there, that's that's a smart play too. But if you're if you're set, if you have your thing, if you really know in your heart, I, I think there's nothing wrong with it, and I think it's a good thing. Yep, doesn't bother me at all. Either way you decide, I mean, the Valencias, they took their time in, in committing, and that was fine. And um, you know, there's some right. big... it's, it's different strokes for different folks. Look at, you know, Mark Hall is one of the most coveted recruits uh, of all time, and, yeah. and, and he's slow playing it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep, yep, yep. So Arizona State, um, it, it's going to be – I mean, for me, um, in, in many ways, I, I, I wondered with with the momentum that Penn State had and, and Kale had there, I was like, man, is are they just going to be uh, – I, I don't know is if another great dynasty like that Iowa had had in, in the 90s is possible. But I was really wondering, is this – is he just going to go on a run And after he signed that huge recruiting class? And now um, you see Ohio State wins a title, and even though – Penn State didn't have their best guys out there, and now this power at Arizona State, it's uh, I love when the team uh, battle is strong, and and the individual stories are always great. But you know, we talked about the team race all year, Willie, you and I, and it's going to be even more insane once these uh, recruits get in Arizona. So I I, I can't wait for it. I'm uh, so excited for next year. Yet I can't wait till these guys get in the lineup for Arizona State, as I'm assuming they're going to redshirt a lot of these guys. Don't you think? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I know that's would, the Valencia's one would, point. One would think. One would think. But um, yeah, I mean they're they're so good. I think you know. I think Anthony's ready to go right now. Um, as far as as far as like I think Anthony, depending what weight he's at, could really contend for a national title. Uh, right now. At right now. Seventy four, probably right. Or he could go sixty five. No. What? Six, what are you saying? No. 65. Okay. And Russell at 70. And I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, but the Valencias grow. So maybe he gets Whoa. a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he could wrestle 65. But I, I think Anthony's ready to go right now. Shoot, I think he's he not beating Daringer. He lost Joel. Uh, okay. So let's say he's going to be in the thick of things. He ain't going to beat Bo either. Maybe. Uh, uh, no, come on. Uh, Can he uh, be Bo? Why not? I don't know. I don't know. He's he'd be real. I think that he could be red. What do you think? That red shirt would make a dramatic thing. Ah, uh, it might. It might. Could make a huge difference. Well, He's first of be, first of all, uh, Danger is going to be gone. So that's, that's a huge, true. That's a huge that's, difference. This is true. Bo Jordan uh, will probably be not at sixty-five anymore. Because he's big as a Bo, barn. Bo won't be 65 next year either. You don't think? Bo is a, Bo is a barn. Okay, I is, know, but that right. doesn't mean he's going anyway, to go up. We're, 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 we're going off on a tangent. But okay. you, you're asking my opinion of, of Le- if the, I think the red shirt. I think that Anthony could go right now and be fine. I think Zahid could go be, be fine too, but I think long term the – he needs to build out his frame and adjust. Like, you know, he can beat anybody in the country at 182 pounds in high school after that big weight jump. But um, 
long term, I, th I think he needs to adjust the style to an upper weight style um, and fill out his frame. So I would definitely 100% redshirt Zahid. I would I – mean, I'd probably redshirt Anthony too, but I think if you're going to start one of them right out of the gates, I'd start Anthony. That's just my opinion. Interesting, interesting. Um, so that's Arizona State. We talked about the verbals. Um, it's huge stuff here. I'm uh, glad we got to do this. So some of you guys were disappointed we couldn't do this yesterday, but I think it was worth the wait to get to do this, and we we're uh, so excited that Ken hey, gave you us know what you know what makes it you know what makes it uh, you know I love to to do stuff like this with any top athlete right with any top wrestler it's a great thing but these guys are such good people right like that, that that whole camp. They're such great people. Kay's an excellent kid. Um, you know, I got to spend time with, with Zahid and Anthony. Zahid is a freaking awesome kid, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I just got to spend time with him at, at the Who's Number One and, and and really talk a lot of fantasy football with him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, but such great kids. And so when, when – when the athletes are amazing, that's great. When the athletes are amazing and also awesome people, even better. Yeah. And that's my experience, by and large, in this entire sport. I was saying to Kay, yeah. like, yep. I mean, it's it's amazing, like, how, like, just quality human beings they are. I mean, to to me as a media person who could probably be, maybe, I don't know, I, if I were an elite athlete, would I think the media is a nuisance? Maybe. I don't know. I, I often wonder that. So it's like, but they're – the whole community is so welcoming, so full of good guys. And, yeah, the Valencias and, and Cade certainly illustrate that. So good people. Um, let's, you ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be digesting this in our brains a little bit for a long time. But um, let's, uh, let's kick it over to U.S. Open developments, I guess, right? Yeah, we can go that way. I don't know if you want to talk draft a little bit. We had our, uh, oh. we had our little draft here. and. Of course, the NFL draft was yesterday. I don't know if you want. To... Oh, dude, it's one of my favorite days of the year. The NFL draft, love it. Yeah, and we're Redskins fans, and they took an enormous lineman from uh, from Iowa. And I don't know how I feel about it, but um... I feel good. I feel anytime they take, anytime anybody takes a lineman, uh, the Redskins take a lineman, especially that high. I'm pumped. It's safe pick, and uh... RG three is going to have plenty of time to throw interceptions next year. So <laughs> excited about that. Uh, we did our draft. Um, what, what did you think of your team, the Easton Assassins? I mean, that's a bit cliche of a name, um, but you know, uh, he, it's a cliche of a name, huh? Assassins. I don't know. I gotta stay true to my roots. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, support, meanwhile, uh, and support Uncle Larry. You know that. You know that Easton Assassin was Larry Holmes' name, right? Oh yeah. You know. No, I did. So, not, I did not know that. Yeah, Larry Holmes is heavyweight champion in the world. Larry Holmes, known as the Easton Assassin. And uh, that is Ryan Holmes' uncle. Yeah, who he's, he has such deep roots at his hometown, he called himself the Atlanta Avengers, even though he's from Easton, too. So, gee, yeah, well. SMH at that. Larry, you know, the Holmes family originally from uh, Georgia, um, and Ryan's a huge Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Falcons nut. So he went Atlanta Avengers because I stole Easton. And, uh, and uh, my team... I thought my team was good. I thought I thought my team was good, like in duels. <laughs> you do have a pretty good team. I can't lie. You went Escobedo, Futrell, J O, of course, uh, Dustin Schlater, 
Jordan Burroughs, because you gave yourself the first pick. That was that yeah. must have been nice. That was fortuitous. Uh, yeah, that works out. Clayton Foster, Wynn Mahalik, Adam Kuhn. Not bad. That's not. A what do you pick. think? That's a solid it's team, solid. dude. It's solid. I give it a dude, D. I give it a solid. D just like you did. Um, <laughs> I, I worry you don't have um, a lot of champs there. And maybe you could say the well, same Well, let's be Mike. honest. Let's be honest. This – we were looking for something to do to coincide with the NFL draft. Right? Oh, yeah. Get this. So, people, people are like, when's the first duel? People thought, I mean, the, guys, this is not a real thing. It was well, just, that's, why I put the Rick, that's why I put the Rick roll at the bottom because I was like, I guarantee people think this is real. And uh, so I had to put in something to be like, hey, you guys know this is a parody, right? So, um, I mean, how could they but, watch that video and not figure out this is kind of well, – Because some people don't watch the video. But anyway. <sighs> um not. Um. Well, let's be honest. Like we 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 just we threw this together, and like we really didn't define the terms, right? We uh, it's like faking starting a franchise. Uh huh. Um. But so how would, would would this really be dual meets? Would I mean is the value in making world teams? That's that's really not defined, right? So yeah, I don't know. If you're looking at, if you're looking from a dual meet perspective, I really like my team because. Uh, this guy could beat this guy. I think most of my guys could beat most other starters, and that's yeah, just. That's but just I feel like think. that could be said for for a number of. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, it could. But I like my team better than most. Well, in let's that, just duel real quick. That, um, you and in me. that regard, but Cologne beats Escobedo. Um, maybe Scott beats Futrell. At uh, right now, uh, Coleman didn't look great. I believe in Coleman Scott. Jimmy I Kennedy. believe in Coleman Scott too. All right, I believe more. Uh, Jimmy Kennedy, Jordan Oliver. Uh, that may be more interesting than people realize. It, what you're gonna you're gonna say everything's more interesting than <laughs> and and, <laughs> Listen. For, and and okay. So Futrell Scott at this stage of the game is not more interesting than people realize, but Kennedy Oliver is. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't interesting. I mean Futrell beat Coleman Scott. Are you, are you not learning me anything here? I know, but you're. Listen, I'm gonna advocate. I'm gonna advocate for what's mine. Yeah, exactly. So why even do it? All right, like fine. you're t- you're leaning your way every single time. All right, I won six two. Let's say and you we- did not win. <laughs> you did not win. Is is Duran win beating Foster? Is that what you're taking? Um, no comment. I don't know. It's possible. All right, all right. I think Caldwell's so, taking out Burroughs. There, I said it. Yeah, you said it. Just kidding. All right. Um, so hey, but one thing, confession. Yeah. So. If if I had to describe and could like create my my dream job, it literally would be like everything about this job. But there's one job that I think could pull me away from flow wrestling, and what it's it's not a real job. So that's why I don't have that job right now. <laughs> but if we ever come to a time in, in wrestling when leagues like this actually exist. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I want to build a team. I want to be a, ge- oh, yeah. a general. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I think that's the only thing I would leave for too. I would be like the Theo Epstein slash Bill Belichick GM. I um, know. I would love it. That I think that I was made for that. That's that's what I want to do. I would love to just destroy yes. you on a. So yearly, if anybody, if anybody is starting a league, um, let me build the- your team. We would like to be general managers. I will be Brian Cashman. I will be Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Christian, Christian will be Theo Epstein. Yes, because we break curses. Um, so yeah, that's like literally the the only other thing I think I would rather do than this job. Because I just I don't know fantasy sports. Love those. Um, and I think I could I think I could build a pretty good team. 
Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that. What makes what we could do too, you know, thinking about it from that angle. Um, next year when we when the draft comes around, maybe we maybe we drop wrestlers, and we pick up free agents, you know, and we build our team over decades. We build our franchises. We'll go franchise mode for this fictitious mm-hmm. league. But no, seriously, someone start a league and then we can run it and your team will win if you hire me. Um, so yeah, U.S. Open. Willie, we're going to be there Monday. It's Friday. Yeah. That's like coming up quick. Have you even have you even done laundry? Yeah, dude, I've taken care of everything in my household. Like, I've scheduled my, and you have to do this often, I've scheduled my grocery shopping around uh, leaving for the U.S. Open on Monday. Everything is set. I'm good to go. My socks are all clean. Uh, I'm going to be packing this weekend, and um, I cannot wait to get there. In fact, we don't even need to be there Monday. I just, I'm flying there Monday because I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't actually, I, I literally thought we needed to be there Monday because I thought, things like veterans started tuesday that is not the case but so i'll be there uh i'm not super excited to leave my family a day early but i I know when i get there i'll be a little more excited well hey i can see so monday i can have a good solid day of uh craps stop i don't want to see you do that to yourself because then you're you're gonna be what are you talking about i win in craps you ask the flip guys we mop up, we clean up, baby. It's not even a real thing, though. It's just like it's it's not a skill game, right? Um, talk to Don Bashada from Flips Wrestling and tell ask him if it's a skill game because that dude makes bank every single time we roll. All right, well you have to show me. I can, I can honestly say I've never even played, but I figure it's like not you know blackjacks really and poker are like really only games that like involve skill, right? I mean, this like being good at slots. No, I mean that's you're pulling. Yeah, right. You can't be good at slots. Right. I, I, I don't know. But well, listen, what? How do you how do you make heads or tails of a guy that wins seventy percent of the time at craps? Is that you? I'm telling you, you I'm win seventy percent of the time at craps. Uh, I win like ninety percent of the time at craps when I play with Don Bashada and okay. Rick Fleischer of Flips Wrestling. Rick Fleischer is the man. Listen, and if you were just good at craps, you I don't could know just live in Vegas and do this full time. That would uh, be a, that would be an easier living. Then you could just do the flow stuff on the side. So, um, wh- who was wh- I playing? Yeah, right at uh, who's number one? The casino right there. We were playing there too. There's uh, a casino at who's number one? Yeah, right next to it. I don't get invited to these things. That's like the adult activities. They send me. Oh, back, dude, it was like hotel. It was like awesome. It was me. There's a ho- there's a casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah, the Sands. It's awesome. Uh, listen, it was me. How cool is this? Me, David Taylor. David Taylor was cleaning up on blackjack. By the way, me, David Taylor, Eric Thompson, of Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, and former number one heavyweight in America, and Don Bashada, Rick Fleischer of Flips. Uh, it was awesome. Why don't you go ahead and pick up those names you just dropped right there? We ate at we ate at Don Bashada bought me uh, one of the best steaks I ever had at Emeralds uh, Emeralds Steakhouse there at Sands Casino. It was a good night. Jeez, apparently so. Yeah, I don't get invited to these things. In case you're wondering, guys, I get left out. You got to be at, at Willie status to get to roll with the big dogs. All right, let's talk actual U.S. Open though, not the 
gambling habits of Willie Saylor. Um, <laughs> what are you excited about? What do you want to talk about? You you were talking about unexpected results. Um, yeah. Why, why don't you get into that a little bit? Well, you know, everything in wrestling like is retrospect, right? Uh, not retrospect. Not retrospect, like just as how I was saying about um, class rankings, like the number one recruiting class of two thousand eight or something, and you look back, you're like, you're like, man, he did a, he did a bad job here. This guy didn't pan out. Well, no kid, that happens, right? So it's the same thing every year when we transition to freestyle. It's like these unexpected results, like guys doing much better in free than they were expected to because of their folk style results or guys not performing in freestyle. Like, okay, for instance, Gabe Dean a couple years ago and Gabe Dean last year, right? You understand where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jabari Moody, Jabari Moody, um, he took fifth in the world. Yeah. And, but yet he gets... He gets majored in Dapper Dan. And I understand that things change and a certain day, you know, he was not that good that day. And 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 a month later, Gabe Dean did win um Philly Junior World Team Trials. But you also see unexpected results. Um don't you agree? Yeah, you I think you do kind of both ways. Some a guy who you expect right. to do well, do good, and a guy you don't expect, you know. Yeah, you you see it all the time. I I agree with you completely there. So well, I'm sure we'll have some unexpected performances um, this year. Cause you see I mean, remember remember two years ago, two or three years ago, Ben Whitford beat Jimmy Goulibaugh, Mark Gray, Mason yeah. Beckman. That I mean, was incredible. That was yeah. like an – oh, my. That bracket, I think it was 60. It was yes, amazing. It was, was amazing. I was like, okay, Ben Whitford. There's another guy. Okay. Oh, I bet you had Ben Whitford as a pretty good recruit, didn't you, Willie? And now because uh, he's not in college, you know, it's like I will go on record to say this. Uh oh. I never said it publicly or wrote written it or anything. Don't worry, it's just you and me here. It's just me and you. It's like Willie Prayers. But <laughs> it's not. Ben Whitford, when he was on top of his game, was the best high school wrestler I've ever seen. Oh wow, you're going wild now. No, he, he, no, that's that's uh, that's not hyperbole. Ben Whitford, on top of his game, was the single best high school wrestler I've ever seen, bar none. Bold statement there. Uh, yeah, he's he was incredible. I remember watching him at, at Super 32 one year, and he was just, like, doing what whatever the heck he wanted. He was just, like, so wide open. He was trying anything and everything he could. And but it wasn't – listen, it, it wasn't um, – it wasn't just going out there and letting it fly. It wasn't as simple as that. It wasn't just doing whatever he wanted. It was this high-level technique and feel and reaction. It was mind-blowing, not just there, but also at, at, at Fila's uh, when he won that bracket in, in Vegas. Uh, I'm telling you, he, he was the best high school wrestler I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I can factually – well, I disagree, but yeah, I know people will say, uh, "Well, he lost here and he lost there, and he, and it was one year in Fargo he lost to I forget who he lost to, not the Mark Gray or was it Mark Gray that? No, uh, it was somebody just, it was somebody just odd. It was somebody just odd. Like, did that just happen? You know, uh, 
but so so anytime you say um he should be ranked here he should be ranked there or this is the greatest or this is the best um people will try to back it up with facts i'm telling you my assessment what i saw right and you, you can't quantify it let's not make it scientific i'm i just have an opinion and right. my opinion is that when ben whitford was on he was the best wrestler I've ever seen. And you could agree or disagree or whatever. I'm just saying that's my opinion. Yep. He was excellent. Uh, I'm disappointed we don't get to watch him at the next level, but that's how it goes sometimes. Um, all right. So we got 15 minutes to go here. Um, talk about – you want to talk about Adam Kuhn, one of my favorites? Wait, I want to – what I want to talk about is um, – U.S. Open developments, man. We got 13 minutes, and we haven't even uh, one. I want to hit. I want to hit your sleepers on preaching. I want to be honest with you. I have been so incredibly busy this week. Um, if you don't know, we have a new. Wait, nobody knows. We have a new premium site launching, like our Flow Pro thing. Everything is going to look super fresh and clean. Um, a whole new look, and I've been working on that, and uh, our whole team, not our whole team, but the uh, UI, UX guys, and... and Nobody and knows what that means, Willie. User interface. They still don't. Uh, user interface, user I'm telling you to not say that. Okay. Tech, there's been a lot of tech geeks working on a, a fresh new look for Flow Wrestling's uh, pro page, right? And with that, I had to build a lot of stuff out and test a lot of stuff out. Anyway, I've been so incredibly busy doing that mm-hmm. that, Christian, I haven't even listened to your preaching. Uh, your preaching with your sleeper. So I want to talk about that. I, 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 didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't even listen to one second of it. Um, but before we talk about your sleepers, mm-hmm. um, there are swirling... Not swirling. They're not swirling. They're not swirling. They are underground bubbling. Um, murmurs that Kyle Dake might not wrestle at the Open. Well, and that's we had a, a private. Yeah, conversation we had an argument it. about this too. Well, right? hold on, no, yeah, we did, and you like totally flipped the script on me. So he's apparently wrestling at the Northeast Regional this weekend, mm-hmm. and when I heard that, I said, "Well, then he's not wrestling in the Open. He hasn't wrestled in how long, and now he's going to come back." and wrestle two tournaments in a week, that makes no sense. And you're like, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything at all. Da, 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 da. Well, come to find out, um, he might not be wrestling at the Open. And I'm pretty right. sure he is wrestling this weekend. So it it all makes sense. And it's probably for that reason. Okay? And we're, until I hear otherwise, we're going to assume it's that reason. Yeah, I mean, I just – I didn't make much of it. I mean, I thought he was just getting his – Getting some work in the Northeast region and open up in his lungs a little bit, and and uh, um, getting his timing. Now gets getting some matches under his belt before the open. That's what I thought, uh, but apparently not. Yeah, that's too bad. But still, seventy four should be. Now, now let's be uh, let's be clear. That is not confirmed. Yeah, he can at, still at all. Go. That's just what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um. So that's that's Kyle Dick. That's seventy four. Oh, okay. Now hit me with your sleepers. What did you say in preaching that I missed? Um, well, I said a lot, a lot of insightful things. It won't be as eloquently, um, you know, given to you here, but we'll just start at the bottom. Um, 57, I said a big time sleeper was Nick Simmons. And I kind of prefaced that, um, you know, these sleepers, it's like you end up calling national champions sleepers and like four time all Americans and guys who are fifth in the world sleepers. So it kind of doesn't 
it doesn't really uh it's like well that's not really a sleeper but they actually are when you when you're comparing um the expectations around them and their current usa uh ranking i feel like nick simmons is a sleeper he's ranked like 10th right now um and you, you just can't count that guy out i mean everyone's really high on joe cologne uh yours truly eh, included but i mean he pinned joe cologne um uh, a couple months ago. So it's like he's right there with those guys. And I we've talked about is it changing of the guard uh, at 57. But I, I he's not the 10th best guy at this weight. He's much better than that. So I think um, – Richard Immel. Immel. Come on, man. Immel does a rank. There's some questionable rankings in there. East Lance and Strangler at 10th. He should come. Jake, Jake Herbert at 8th. Jake Herbert, eighth behind. Richard, we're calling you out, Richard. Calling you out. Shots fired. I'm sure he's got some pretty specific criteria. And, like, it's tough because these guys don't wrestle that much, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what the heck? I mean. No, listen. I'm just busting his chops. No, you're. that was a personal attack. Um, that was vicious. <laughs> um, so he's my 57. 61. Uh, what, well, what do you think about that, first of all? What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it's. I don't have an opinion on it, and that's that sucks that I don't have an opinion on it. But I don't have an opinion on it because I haven't seen Joe Cologne wrestle in a while. Well, I'm talking about Nick Simmons. Nick Simmons was my selection. Remember, I said what? pin Joe. I said that Nick Simmons was my guy, not Joe Cologne. I just oh, uh, uh. I brought up that well, he pinned okay. Joe Cologne. Well, a lot of these guys, I don't know. Is is Simmons is Simmons gonna make 57? Is he gonna yes. wrestle freestyle? Is he gonna wrestle Greco? Is he gonna come on? Come on. Going 57. He's going to wrestle freestyle. Oh, come on. Well, come, all right. So my my opinion is that Nick Simmons could beat just about anybody. There you I go. mean. So he's a sleeper, certified. 61, certified. Kendrick Maple. I think he's like, I think he's the embodiment of a sleeper. Like, oh, yeah. I think uh, sometimes you couldn't really find, you, there's not many guys with his pedigree, mm-hmm. you know, that are that right. under the radar. So oh. if you're targeting a if you're targeting a sleeper, it's I mean Kendrick Maple. Yeah, um, down at sixty one. I mean he he was a a force at one forty one. Uh-huh. So I, I'm just thinking if he can do this cut right, and he's he is gonna be a problem for a lot of really good guys. I mean he's just gonna have um, a, a size strength. Um, advantage over a lot of guys now there's a how lot. much would you consider i mean he's highly ranked right so i don't know if you consider a highly ranked guy a sleeper but i mean is futrell like wh- where has he been is he hurt what was he doing uh, i have no idea i don't think he's hurt um, do you think okay so i haven't I, I don't know i haven't seen him wrestle in a long time um but how about another 61 what would you what would you project, or like, what are your thoughts? I think this guy's a sleeper, big time. Uh, Cody Brewer. I, I mean, don't know, man. He's pretty good. He's a good freestyler, man. I'm, I'll never forget what got Cody on my radar initially and uh, why I predicted him to be a freshman All-American uh, was watching him against Logan Stever and mm-hmm. take him down and take him down again and uh, gutted him a couple times. It was impressive. Um, certainly. I mean, if you know, if you'd asked me this the day before NCAA's, I'd have said, "Why are you even bringing up his name, Willie?" But now it's like, uh, absolutely, he's a factor if he goes. Um, mm-hmm. But gotta figure, Kendrick's got the upper hand. Just just comparing those two, but yeah, he's a definite sleeper if he goes. Uh, and all of these, 
we have no confirmation. Uh, none of these guys are registered right now. Right, like, right. And that's another thing. I feel like we should have like a the registration cutoff point should be like a week, or you should have. To, I don't know, but I don't want to limit know. the guys. But it's like for for just for I me, know. that's something I selfishly want for for media purposes. You know, you're talking like a media guy right now, and yeah. for 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 me, and for the re- just for wrestling fans. It would be really great if there was a hard cutoff at one week out and we could really say, okay, this is what we got to work with. On the other hand, if Jordan Burroughs decides next week that he wants to wrestle, <laughs> we just say, no. uh, nope, sorry, bud, you missed the cutoff date. Well, well my, You can't do that. My solution would be um, register, and you can, what, I'm sure they're not worried about the registration fee or whatever, but if something comes up, whatever, you can't, you know, you can't wrestle, Get your money back, whatever. I don't even know if that's a thing, but you have to make one kilo less. <laughs> no, that, no, I'm saying, one's... I'm saying, so they don't wrestle, so it's fine. You don't have to wrestle, but it'd be nice just to know who who's going to be there exactly, because it's complete speculation right. on our end, and it's kind yeah. of kind of annoying. Um, All right, so your other what? Who, who was your biggest sleeper? Um, probably the biggest, most off the radar guy, um, was probably Maple. Um, but I did. I said um, Daringer at 74, and I don't know. Again, I don't know if he's going, but I promise you, he he can go with Taylor and Dake and and those guys. I true I truly believe that. What do you think? Um, I'm not predicting a victory. I'm I don't think yeah, he no. gets, I don't think he I gets think blown he, out. No, I think he can go with them. Um, How do you, okay? Uh, Daringer versus Tyler Caldwell. Uh, dude, Tyler Caldwell is good. Tyler Caldwell was damn good in freestyle. He, I mean, he won University Worlds. He, I mean, he's won international tournaments. Tyler, I, how does that match go? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But well, uh, well, well, you have to pick. I mean, I'm taking Tyler Caldwell until further notice. I'm taking Alex Daringer right now. I was late to the party, for Alex, to a degree. Uh, so I, I wasn't. I'm making up was. for lost ground. That dude was amazing in high school. I mean, I I knew he was good. I mean, I guess to the point that um, when he got third as a freshman, he, through no fault of his own, really, he didn't beat a guy that would make you say, wow. Like David Bonet, he, he just didn't He didn't face the good guys. He didn't face the Greens, the Welches. And yeah, that ain't his fault. Lost to St. John. Well, he did lose to Jim Volrath at the scuffle. That was his fault. So I was like yeah. – Hale lost to – Hale lost to um, no, he Paul. didn't. He no, no, no. He lost to Paul, Jen. Something. And no, Jen. no, he didn't. Not during his redshirt freshman year. During his true freshman year, it's very different. Whatever. What I'm saying is, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Um. So anyway, I like Daringer. So let me go through them real quick because we're coming up on just a couple minutes. 65, Gorilla Hulk, Frank Molinero. Um, like him a lot. There's a lot of you could have gone a lot of different ways. Um, he's ranked ahead of Logan Stieber, but in my mind. Uh, I, I feel like Frank Molinero is a bigger sleeper, is more under the radar. Is is the expectations are less for Frank than they are for Logan. So for that reason, I felt like I kind of went away from the rankings and w- with what I felt the perception around Frank was. And yeah, I think I think a lot of people have uh, a lot of guys that really follow it have um, good feelings about Frank Molinero. Yep, absolutely. Um, let me let me ask you this: what, what I'm really interested in. Okay. Uh, you know, you have Travell, who's a rock. Um, 
How do you see heavyweight? All right, let me just say this. First, first of all, Adam Kuhn. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your thoughts on him performing at the Open? He'll do well. Uh, I don't think he's re- gonna beat. I mean, he's not gonna beat Quiz if Quiz goes. I think he'll struggle with Dom, um, and Fortune maybe potentially, and obviously Tervel, I think handles him. Um, yeah, he could get top five. Maybe he crashes through. I. I so his, some of his leg de- attack defense is just still is still coming along. Now, if we're talking Greco, I think he can make the finals if he's opposite Robbie Smith, um, and that's a that's one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most if it happens. Uh, Adam Kuhn versus Robbie Smith Greco. I think that yeah. be, that'd be amazing. And I I think here's one thing with Adam, like watching him in uh, watching him wrestle freestyle, watching him wrestle folk style. He wants to get in there and get his hands on you, move you. Guys have figured out how to kind of not engage with him there, but in Greco, they've got to be there. Yeah. And um, so, but here's the thing: Robbie Smith is an absolute beast and is super strong too. Uh, I just think it's it's a really interesting match, and I think yeah. he's the only guy that can athletically, strength, uh, technically challenge Robbie. And I think it's good that Robbie's not going to just destroy everybody. Walk through. Right. I mean, walk through and and. I, I like Erickson and I like those guys, but uh, it's just Robbie's on another level right now. And I yeah, think I mean, you, you know, Robbie's Robbie's far. I mean, he's separated himself from the pack, and it would just be nice to see a new face, a new challenger, and see the dynamic of that matchup. Yeah. So uh, I think Adam can do well. I uh, I applaud you for picking him. I think he was a pretty solid last pick for heavyweight. I think he's gonna do a nice job, but. Um, <laughs> you are you are giving yourself a compliment because listen listen to you I really like what you listeners don't know at home is that I had the last pick of the draft and I said Christian who the heck am I gonna pick a heavyweight and he goes I'll give you this one Adam Kuhn so you just complimented yourself I guess I did do that didn't I huh it's funny how that worked out well um hey it's how I truly feel I think it was a great pick you didn't have to agree with it so. Uh, ultimately, you signed that name up there, so it was your choice. It was just my, it was just an idea, and you had the genius to listen to me. So mm-hmm. I credit, I, I give you all the credit for that pick, Willie. Um, hey, it's eleven, Kate, Willie. Right Kate time. Olivas, thank you. Congratulations, Arizona State. Congratulations on getting a fine uh, prospect and an even finer young man. Uh, we thank we thank uh, Cade for coming on the show. I, hey, so get this: we want to do the show next Tuesday. But we've got to wait for some things to get set up when we're at Vegas, some equipment arriving. So we will let you know when on Tuesday we're going to do it. We don't know yet, but we'll make sure you know. We'll communicate via social media so you know when to look out for it. It's going to be later than the regular time on Tuesday. I can tell you that right now. It's not going to be this time, but uh, it's going to happen. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, Cade. Thank you, Willie. We will see you next time, and um, have a good one. Thanks, guys.